you know when you hear Todd Rundgren, there can only be one thing. That means a Packers victory just happened. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Turn it on and rip the knob off! I just want to bang on the drum all day. What a win for your Green Bay Packers. 37-30 to 30 over the New Orleans Saints. I want to thank Taysom Hill for fumbling that ball. Zadarius Smith getting after it. Taysom Hill coughing it up. Oh, I can't believe the Packers caught Taysom Hill. Oh, we should have had him on our team. Taysom Hill has two carries for six yards, one catch for one, and a fourth quarter fumble that set the Packers up for their go-ahead field goal. Well yeah. lined up at quarterback. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm so sad that we don't have Taysom Hill. What a beast. Two-year, $21 million contract for one catch. Two carries, six yards, one catch, one yard, and a fourth-quarter fumble that secured the Packers' victory. I can't believe we caught him. Stop it. Thank you, Taysom Hill. Thank you, New Orleans Saints. How about Aaron Rodgers? Has Who has benefited the most of having no fans in the stands? Has it been Aaron Rodgers so far three weeks through? I mean, there were a few fans in the stands last night, but what, they have 750 there for the Saints? Yeah, how about that play where he got, like, half the defensive line to jump Jump. off sides, and then they got a pass interference call? Yeah. (laughs) What what was that? That guy, whoever the cornerback was, just totally, or safety, I don't know who was back there. Who was the guy? He just grabbed Lazard like it was. Like he's like, dude, what are you doing? His arm. It's like just because there's a free play, like what you're doing is just insane. Don't give up on the play. He just grabs him and Lazard's like, what the hell, dude? And then boom, got got a tutty coming next up. Up next, Packers get it done, thirty-seven to thirty, beat the Saints, move the three and zero on the season. It was incredible. No Devontae. Did you guys even miss Devontae Adams? I'm surprised he didn't play. But did you miss Devontae Adams? No, because no. it seems like since Devonte Adams missed games last year and this year, Matt Lafleur has done a really good job incorporating a lot of different players to kind of pick up the the missing pieces that Devonte Adams leaves behind. Yeah, and Aaron Jones not a huge game did just enough, but he was effective. I mean, they used a lot of tight ends. Tanyan had five catches. Tanyan was beasting. Alan Lazard had a few catches towards the end. Obviously, big. Alan Lazard had the huge game. Yeah, Lazard was crushed. But there Mercedes was a, Lewis with a touchdown. Merce- hey, yeah, big dog. That, that big dog may or may not have been a push off. He did not extend that. No. Out. But even if it was, that, <laughs> that was, was a, a perfect play. <laughs> that was a hell of a perfect, turn a hell of a catch. Turn and stretch. Perfect. It was a it was a textbook catch. For Mercedes Lewis, the yeah, big dog. Absolutely. It was absolutely incredible. And that's the thing. He said Aaron Jones did just enough, right? Aaron Jones, what, 16 carries, 69 yards, and a touchdown on the ground. And then through the air, Aaron Jones just two catches for 17 yards on four targets. Think about this, though. Aaron Jones didn't really have that crazy of a game. The Packers still put up 37 points on the New Orleans Saints, who have a pretty decent defense. Mm-hmm. They still put up 37 with no Devontae Adams and a – it wasn't a bad game from Aaron Jones. It wasn't a great game. It was just a, a game that was enough. It well, they was used incredible. a ton of different players. Yeah, Jamal Williams spread the done. ball around quite a bit. But are you nervous that Aaron Rodgers is slipping now? Yes. Because week one, his QBR was 93. Uh-huh. Week two against the Detroit Lions, it was 90. And now today, or last night against the Saints, it was 87.5. Oh, I'm getting a, yeah, is he slipping? I'm getting pretty he's, nervous. He's only averaging a QBR of 90. Oh yeah, 100's perfect. Let's not forget that. Oh, I'm, I don't know, Rowdy. Is Rodgers now falling off? Would this be the huge 
Is this the big frontline story on ESPN? Yeah, is Rodgers slipping as his quarterback rating dips below the 90s? <laughs> it will be on Pro Football Talk. Or how about this? Packers fail to score 40 points in the third game of the season. Against the Vikings, they scored 43. Against the Lions, they scored 42. Now against the Saints, 37. And the quarterback rating dips below 90. Is Aaron Rodgers now slipping? Mike Florio says yes. <laughs> It'll be something like that. That guy's such a, an idiot when it comes to his Rodgers takes. That was a hell of a game, man. The the Packers just come in and just and just get it done. It was an entertaining game too. Yeah, like that was a, that was like what you wanted to see for a Sunday night primetime game. Unlike the upcoming Monday night game, not tonight, next week. Oh, when the Packers take yeah, on the Atlanta the Atlanta Falcons, Falcons. <laughs> is Dan Quinn gonna be the coach then? I mean, in fairness, that could be a fun game to watch. There that might be, be a lot of points. Well, here's what's gonna happen next Monday night. The Falcons will be up by like twenty in the fourth quarter. And Aaron Rodgers and company will come storming back and win by, you know, like three or something. It'll be something crazy like Still that. Win. Yep. There were two things that Colin, Chris Collinsworth said last night that just kind of irked me. Like, huh? Are we watching the same game? Are we watching the same sport? Chris Collinsworth it was an idiot. the Kamara being the best running back in the NFL, which, yes, he's damn good, but is Christian McCaffrey not a thing anymore? No, well, he's like, out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> like, is he the guy? Yeah. Is it he the for guy me lately this week? What you tweaked your ankle lately? Okay, now you're done. Wasn't he the guy that had a thousand yards rushing and a thousand yards receiving? Yeah. Yep. Okay, so he is still alive. <laughs> he still does play in the NFL. <laughs> and the other thing was, I don't know what everyone's talking about. Drew Brees is falling off, and he can't throw the ball downfield. He can't. Have you not oh, watched that's all, all the games? he talked about? That, that final drive, I think the longest pass was like fifteen he, yards. He literally threw everything underneath. Yeah. That's I don't all, know if he threw a ball down the field more than twenty yards. That's all I Collinsworth could say is, yeah, what's all this talk about Breeze not throwing it downfield? It's like, have you watched the Saints? Yeah. He can't. I, I did like the backhanded compliment to the Green Bay defense. This defense is built for shootouts. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Yeah. Hey, they were opportunistic again. They got the Zadarius Smith had the huge strip of Taysom Hill. Thank Eagles you, Taysom boy. Hill. That was huge. Taysom I mean, they, Hill. they I came up with him. they came up with timely stops when they needed them. And the one, another play that was big towards the end that I tweeted about was how well Kevin King held containment on the edge there, which forced the I believe it was Kamara, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. After the catch, back inside, and then Sullivan made the nice play getting yeah. off the block and making the tackle. Actually wrapped up rather than just launching yeah. himself like those, guy. Those were big-time plays like that that ended Saints' drives mm-hmm. when they started totally. moving the football. Yep. I think my favorite part of the game was my boy Taysom Hill Rowdy, of him just proving why the Packers cut him. Yard line. I love Zadarius Smith. Yeah. I don't. Who doesn't though? Who doesn't love Z? Just strip and Taysom. Thank you, Taysom Hill. I'm so sad the Packers cut you. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> How about money, Mason Crosby? That dude was automatic from everywhere. What he had two fifty plus. Yeah, he had a forty-nine or a fifty-two yarder in the first half, and he had a forty-nine yarder in the fourth quarter. He had all he was seven for now. He's seven for seven on the season. It's wild to me how good he's been ever since mess with his money. Ever since the season where he made like half of his field goals, where you were literally like, "How is this guy still on the team? How have they not cut him?" And said, you know, you what, didn't even Mason? want him going out and kicking that year because you're yeah. holding your breath every time he did. Yeah, and he was so good before that. 
Then it was that one weird year, and he's been so good after that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then he they, they mess with his bag. They mess Skip with his money. Bayless nightmares <laughs> from his kick against Dallas. <laughs> yeah. I just can't believe how good the Packers looked yesterday with a so-so game or a so-so production from Aaron Jones and no Devontae Adams. They still put up 37 points. I think last year you look at the Matt LaFleur offense and you had a lot of question marks because it looks disjointed. It, di- it didn't look the greatest, right? I mean, the Packers were still 13-3 and at the end of the day. So you knew if you're 13 and three, you don't luck your way into 13 and three. There's no, no, you don't luck your way into 13 victories in the in the National Football League. They did luck their way into two. They did. You you'll have a couple lucky ones here and there, but you don't luck against your way into team. 13 victories against other professionals. Like so, you knew Matt Lafleur had a little bit of you know of looking like a pretty damn good coach moving forward. This year, my God, in the second year of the system, it has been absolutely incredible, and I. All right, so a couple things. No Devontae Adams, that hamstring bugging him. Didn't really miss him. I mean, Alan Lazard stepped up in a huge way. Missed a little bit of that Kenny Clark, who didn't play with that groin. Kamara, Kamara was beasting, man. Kamara got his. Kamara, what do you have? Uh, rushing at six carries, 58 yards, but it was the passing game. Kamara, 13 for 139. That was pretty damn good for Kamara. He was eating a little bit. Uh, and then what else? Kristen Kirksey. Gee. Did you see he suffered a, a shoulder injury second quarter, did not return? Yeah. That's not good. No, it's not. And then you had Nelly's boy, Rashawn Gary, left the game with an ankle injury in the second half. He did not return. So you got injuries now creeping around. That Christian Kirksey one, mm, that one's not good. It hurts, especially because Kamal Martin, who was the fifth-round pick out of Minnesota, who they said seemed to be playing pretty well behind him, mm-hmm. has also been injured out of camp. So now you're really you're really thin. What is it? Ty Summers now left yeah, at Ty, the middle linebacker. Yeah, now he Ty had, Summers he did in. have a nice a nice play. Hey, he, t- Ty Summers finished with a team high, Nelly nine tackles, and he had one really big play that stood out to me where he had a really nice tackle where they needed him to mm-hmm. make the tackle in that position. So Ty Summers was a guy that he had a lot of potential, and they they kind of they kind of got a nice gem that because he played a lot of special teams the last few years. Yeah, and. Uh, do we have an update on Curtis Bolton? Because he, I mean, he Who? was. Is Curtis, he related to Michael Bolton? Curtis I Bolton was the guy. I celebrate his entire catalog. catalog. Curtis <laughs> has no idea. Curtis, but yeah, I don't know. I don't get the reference. Yeah, I know. Just move on. Oh yeah, that's one we told you to watch. He won't. Just move on. Curtis Bolton's a guy that was in a better <laughs> position to play now. for Ty than Ty Summers was last yeah. year, and he was a guy that tore his ACL right before the season started. So I mean, he still may not be ready. <laughs> but I mean, that's the only other guy I can think of that would be at that position behind Ty Summers. Yeah, you really have nothing. Yeah, you really don't. <laughs> so, so what? We're getting a little thin. The Packers last season hardly had any injuries, and really no major injuries. Yeah, it was just what Devontae for four games, and now we're already seeing injuries pop up, and it's the first three weeks of the season. But it's every team, you know. It's that's the trade-off you have to make when you score points. <laughs> you got to sacrifice. You got to put it all out on the line. You got to sacrifice your body for that inch, RJ. Much like um, Kirk Cousins, he doesn't. He'll die on that shield, man. Kirk Cousins is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Packers getting it done. Um, uh, I was looking up some more things here. If um, when it comes to Mercedes Lewis, though, they're already thin an inside linebacker. It's yes. It's uh, I don't know, man. Did and then when it comes to Mercedes Lewis, I mean. Christian Kirksey. Yeah. Did I say Lewis? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, whoa, okay. No. That's a quick jump. (laughs) Christian Kirksey. Yeah. Um, I was thinking a big dog on that catch. But, yes, uh, when you have Christian Kirksey suffering that shoulder injury, 
it's uh, it's not good on that inside linebacking core. The Packers, everyone talks about how they don't have any injury. I don't know what team they're looking at because they've had a lot of injuries, especially oh, on the yeah. offensive line. The Packers, have they even missed a beat with all this injury? Not, yeah, speaking of the line, though, yet. yeah, they've they've had some injuries. Only one season ender in Lane Taylor. Yeah. But once again, Aaron Rodgers was sacked just once last night. Yeah. He's been that sacked twice in two, in three games. O-line's going down. They gave up one. <laughs> and they gave up one last week. Oh, God, the sky's falling. And <laughs> yeah, the Packers haven't missed a beat, no. even with all these injuries. Ricky Wagner played well again last night. Sure did. Yep. Obviously, Bakhtiari is Bakhtiari. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was looking good, man. And um, that line... Doing pretty well. How about this? Uh, Zach, wrote, our sports director, wrote a great article at MadCitySportsZone.com. He always does this thing called Inside the Numbers. Uh, 1997, that's the last time the Packers won in New Orleans before last night. And that game happened to be in January of 1997, and it was Super Bowl 31. Before that, they hadn't beaten the Saints in the Superdome since 1995. Jeez. Isn't that wild? Aaron Rodgers is thriving with no fans in the stands. I know there's. I know there was. With no fans at the I know there was 750 of like close friends and family, or what, I think it was just family of the players' family in there. Not loud enough. Wasn't loud enough. Aaron Rodgers living his best life without any fans. The his cadence up there is just on another level. How and we were ta- already talking about it when they got that. They got like the whole team offsides. Yeah. And then the. <laughs> And then the no, pass no. interference ah. in the end zone. I don't know what that was. Let me wrap up your arm. Hold Aaron Rodgers has been incredible. 121.1 is Aaron Rodgers' passer rating through three games. He's thrown for 887 yards, nine touchdowns, and zero interceptions. Yeah, you'd have to say for the first three weeks of the season, Aaron Rodgers is on the short list for MVP. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's him and Russell Wilson, I think, right Russell now. Russell Wilson's and, balling. And everyone else. Well, Russell I, I think it's Russell Wilson's Wilson. balling harder than Rodgers. I think it's Russell Wilson – then Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers. And th- then everyone else. Russell Wilson is a man possessed. Yeah. He is absolutely incredible. Maybe, that was a fun game to watch, the Cowboys and the Seahawks. Maybe this new attitude of Mr. Unlimited. Uh, Mr. Unlimited. He hey. truly is Mr. Unlimited. Hey, Russell, how many touchdowns you got to throw this year? Unlimited. Um, but, yeah, I. whatever it is. Uh, I, Russell I here. Hey, Russ. Yes, the typical oh. Yes, Russell. Robot Russell, the one. Love to know. <laughs> this is the wrong video, but keep going, RJ. But, like, Mr. Whatever, whatever it might be, we've known Russell Wilson to be a top-tier quarterback in this league since he's been in this league. Yeah. But, he was, he, I think even coming in as a rookie, he was definitely top half. Right. And then you look at it, and right now, I don't know where, what, when, why, or how. Hey guys, uh, Russell here. Yes, the typical boring, yes, Russell, the robot Russell, the one you guys love to know. I'm real, real exciting. You know, I'm real exciting. Um, but anyways, uh, everybody has to have an anyway. alter ego, right? And, and I've been thinking about what my alter ego would be, and I, I, I think I have an alter ego. His name, his name's Mr. 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 Unlimited. Yeah, you gotta be unlimited. You know, you gotta have a thought process of being unlimited. So when people ask you, you know, what you're thinking about or what you want to do in life or where you want to go, you got to be unlimited. Tell them, I'm unlimited. You know what I mean? So when Gag you ask me. certain questions like, Who brings you motivation, Russell? Mr. Unlimited. Who, who's your role model, Russell? Unlimited. Who's your go-to person for advice, Russell? 
they think Pete Carroll, they think this person, think that person. No, no. Love you, Pete, but it's Mr. Unlimited. Mr. Unlimited. So maybe he Sorry, flat out unlocked Mr. Unlimited, and that's what we're seeing now. And Mr. Unlimited, that alter ego, not just off the field, but apparently on the field, He's takes you to that next level. Russell Wilson... Sorry, Aaron Rodgers. Until you reach that unlimited level, I think Russ might be in the contention yeah. for taking home that MVP right now. I can't wait till Aaron Rodgers puts out his alter ego video. Mr. Unlimited. <laughs> What's Aaron Rodgers? What's the... I have no clue. Rodgers probably like to Russell, shut up. You just okay, if so you, cheesy. If you told me to come up with an alter ego for Russell Wilson, there's n- I would have never reached unlimited. Who's your role model, Russell? <laughs> Unlimited. What does that even mean? Who knows? But on the football field, Rowdy, no, <laughs> but it's RJ, he is unlimited. <laughs> yeah, and that defense is allowing him to play even, even at a higher level yeah. because he has to score or else they're not going to win. <laughs> he needs to be that, that defense is far from the Legion of Boom it used to be. Yeah. Correct. Uh, defense is limited. <laughs> it's very limited. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, right now I think it would go Russell Wilson, a.k.a. Mr. Unlimited, then – Aaron Rodgers. And then who would you have? Who would be third? Doesn't even matter Fitz at this magic. point. There I think right now those, those those two guys are just head and shoulders above everyone else. Yeah. Uh, I'd say Karma could be maybe third for the Atlanta Falcons. Like, no, Karma. that one. Karma's undefeated. Yeah, Karma remains undefeated if you're uh, an Atlanta Falcons fan. How could you wake up in the morning and be a Falcons fan and look at yourself? You know who it honestly could be behind Rodgers? Might be Josh Allen. He's been oh, dude, out. he's been he's been first Bills quarterback for Buffalo. Isn't he the first Bills quarterback to throw four touchdown passes in a row, in back-to-back games? I couldn't tell you, but I know I he's got over happened. a thousand yards passing, and I th- he's killing it. Over a thousand yards, ten touchdowns, and one pick. He's killing it, dude. That's pretty good. Yeah, he's killing it. Aaron Rodgers and your Green Bay Packers not missing a beat. Thirty-seven to thirty over the New Orleans Saints down in the Big Easy. No fans, no problem. No Devontae, no problem. Aaron Rodgers just killing it. Our guy J.A. Krebs tweets at me, and he says Mahomes does not make the throws look as easy as Roger does so far. You see Rodgers throwing no-look passes yesterday? Oh, yeah. That was sick. I mean, you watch some of those replays of passes he was making, and you're you're looking at it, and you're saying to yourself that whatever he found from 2010, it's back. Like, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. You're, you're looking at that throw and it reminds you of past very successful 2010 years. Aaron Rodgers you know it makes you forget about 2018 yeah yes I got my uh, Packers Zubas sweatshirt on today and it is pretty damn fly Rowdy's got his denim Dan Packers button down on pretty damn fly RJ I think is wearing his Green Bay Packers thong yep you know can it. you confirm or deny that RJ confirm <laughs> Uh, I heard it looks pretty good. I, it does. Uh, I haven't seen it. I don't just keep. I don't need I, to see it. I won't show it here. I, I'll just not, take your word for work. it. I'll take your word for it, RJ. <laughs> but yes, we're celebrating a Packers victory today, and I can't believe this happened as well. Despite losing yesterday and going two and three the final five games, losing to the Cardinals five to two, your Milwaukee Brewers are in the playoffs. They're yes, playoff bound for a third straight season after losses from the Philadelphia Phillies and the San Francisco Giants allowed the Brewers to back their way in as the last team the uh, in the NL wildcard, the eight seed, and they will be taking on the Los Angeles Dodgers Wednesday 
for a three-game set. That, my friends, is insane. But then there's also this. We saw more football on Saturday. The SEC back in action. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Rowdy, I'm sorry about Bama. Didn't cover the – what was Bama favored by? Uh, depends on where you got it, but 27 to 29. Oof. But they win by like 19. Yeah, they uh, they were dominating Missouri going into the fourth quarter. I and then hate to see it. A lot of garbage hey, points. Hate to see it. You just hate to see it. Well, Rowdy's it. like, yeah, I took Bama. What did you take? A 20? What did you take? I had him at 27. 27? I was like, damn, that's a pretty big number. But then Rowdy started rattling off why he took it when we were out on the golf course on Saturday and uh, couldn't get it done. LSU, they fell. They've now become the fourth defending champion in the last 60 seasons to lose their season opener at home. And first since Notre Dame in 78. I just can't believe this. KJ Costello had 623 passing yards. That's most in a game in SEC history. Incredible. And then, boys, we got the Big Ten starting up sooner rather than later, that October 23rd, 24th weekend. But in the Associated Press Top 25, four Big Ten teams and one Pac-12 team, because Pac-12 starting up in November, are in the latest version of the poll. Ohio State was the highest. They ranked uh, of the five, highest ranked of the five, coming in at number six. The Buckeyes also received four first-place votes. Penn State, they slid to number 10. Oregon's your lone Pac-12 team ranked at number 13. Uh, Our Wisconsin Badgers come in number 19, and the Michigan Wolverines at 23. What do we think of these uh, these rankings? I mean, Big Ten's still like a month away. What do we think of these rankings? And them including the th- Big Ten and Pac-12. Why, why are they in there? I think it's hilarious that the AP Top 25 comes out and they slot Ohio State in at number six. <laughs> Yet Ohio State had four votes as sure. the top team. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. by the way, was the second most first place votes behind, obviously, Clemson. Yeah. So they had more first place votes than Alabama, <laughs> who is currently second. And they're the only other team <laughs> that is receiving votes outside of those teams. Yet Florida, Georgia, and Notre Dame are ranked ahead of them. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> like what? same same thing with the coaches poll. They're one of three teams drawing first place votes. Again, it's Clemson, Alabama, and Ohio State, and yet they're ranked sixth. Yeah. yeah. And oh, by the way, that's up four polls or four spots. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're looking at the AP. It's up 24 spots. There you go, RJ. They were not on before. Uh, there are four Big Ten teams that are ranked right now is two fewer than there were in the preseason poll as Minnesota and Iowa were relegated to the quote-unquote also-receiving-votes category. So looking at um, the AP Top 25, you do get a Big Ten and Pac-12 flavor in there now. I am loving this, though. Are they are they still on there? Is the Raging Cajuns ranked? No. Uh, they got in the dropped. AP poll, they got dropped with all the Big Ten teams coming in. Oh, my in. God. I, I wonder if they're gonna who's going to fall victim of Big Ten coming in. The Raging Cajuns get it done again. Who did they beat? Friggin' uh, Georgia Southern? Yeah. L.A. My, so I got a buddy who's from Louisiana. Uh, his name's Camp. And Camp was telling me he went, he went back down to visit his family, and that's all anyone could talk about was the Raging Cajuns. That's all they could talk about down there was how awesome the Raging Cajuns <laughs> how were. How soon they forget the LSU Tigers and their national championship. Yeah. Yeah. And that was before LSU took the uh, the L. Who's the quarterback now for LSU? Couldn't tell you. Yeah, they forgot his yeah. name already. That's got to suck to be that guy. Well, <laughs> see, the thing, Joe the thing with the rankings for me, I find it weird that, yeah, obviously you have 
when the the first polls come out in the regular regular normal non-covid year Brennan mm-hmm. Miles Brennan there you go You're going to have teams that are that are ranked that obviously haven't played games cuz it's a preseason poll Right I do find it weird that they're listing these Big 10 teams or even SEC before that yet they haven't even played and other teams are playing Yeah I don't right. get I don't get it Like I, I would be 100% okay if zero Big Ten teams were ranked until after they played a game. Yeah, same. Yeah, same here. Same. Like, no doubt. Well, and I mean, last week the AP told them not to rank Big Ten teams, even though the Big Ten announced they were back. And I I mean, yeah, I'm with you. Like, like Alabama, they shouldn't have been ranked two going into their first game. No. I'd be 100% okay with them being unranked because they haven't played yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then when they get the win, okay, we'll slot them in at number two for this next week. Yeah, yeah, I don't get it. I'm I'm absolutely fine with that. Is it just because they want Ohio State to give them the, a legit shot at going to the college football playoffs? Maybe because everyone's Probably. got a a weird look on their face when they see, oh man, there's no Alabama, there's no Ohio State. We have Louisiana Raging Cajuns ranked. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the Marshall Thundering Herd ranked, or other <laughs> random teams that you hardly ever see ranked. <laughs> Well, if you are like Louisiana Lafayette, if you are Raging Cajun and you're okay, well, we're playing games and we're winning. How can how can you know Michigan, Wisconsin, Oregon, Penn State, Ohio State? How can they be ranked when they're not even playing? It's a good point, but I think we all can. Ohio State being ranked without playing, I think it's pretty. It's we like, know they're at, a good team. Look at some of these. Look at some of these teams that are receiving votes. Obviously, we mentioned Louisiana. Yeah. Obviously. I just said Marshall, but here are some other teams: UAB, Coastal Carolina, <laughs> La Tech, Army, Go Army, Arkansas State. Army got who, three. Arkansas State, who, by the way, didn't they beat Kansas State, who just beat Oklahoma? Sure did. Look at that, Rowdy. We're going by the transitive property, which we love around here. <laughs> we love our transitive property. But yeah, it's 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 bizarre, isn't it? We know Ohio State's a. F- an insanely good team, though. I want to know in the coaches' poll who's given Nebraska four votes. Get out of here. You lost your vote. Maybe it's all. <laughs> yeah, they haven't really. Yeah, who, who's they, giving them? Scott Frost has had one winning season in his whole career being a head coach, and obviously that was with. He's a UC, national champion. Yeah, UCF when they quote unquote won their national championship. He's a self. Hasn't had a winning record since. Obviously, hasn't had one at Nebraska. And yet they're still receiving votes. Well, and they a, haven't even played yet. He's uh, a self-proclaimed national champion for, for coaches polls. So Ohio State plays him. Ohio State probably gave him a vote. Uh, Wisconsin, Minnesota, and they play Michigan this year. Yeah. Who? Nebraska is Michigan one of theirs? Well, they know they Crossover. play Penn State because they were crying about okay, it. Okay, then it's not Michigan. Yeah, they don't play uh, Michigan. Then it's Penn State. They're your four yeah, they votes play Penn State because you gotta make their first your straight four, the schedule a little better. In their first four weeks, it's I don't I can't remember the exact order, but it's no, it's Ohio State, Penn State, Wisconsin in their first four weeks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. They're just still crying about it, just crying about it nonstop. All right, so Wisconsin, there you go, coming in ranked nineteenth in the AP top twenty-five. Not bad, not bad. Ohio State 6th, Penn State 10th, and you got Michigan 23rd, and also the out of the Big Ten, others receiving votes, Minnesota and Iowa. I like how Army squeezing into a three. Go Army. Get the Raging yeah. Cajuns. Give the Raging, throw the Raging Cajuns a bone. Get, we, bump Memphis off there. Let Raging Cajuns be number 25. Come on, man. The sunrise looked a little more beautiful. It's because the Packers got a win, baby. 
Rowdy, do you just feel a little extra pep in your step today? Um... I would say I would, I would say I would say yes, but it was a, it definitely was a later night. Yeah. It was great to see the Packers win, but I think both of us are paying for it now. Uh, yeah, I kind of got after it a little bit last night. I left my phone in another room, and I just kept sipping on the brandy. The Corbell got me. I'm struggling a little bit today. Let's go to the phone, quick. Welcome to the show. Who do I got? Man, the Irish whiskey got me last night, guys. I am I am in rough shape right now rough. but it was we're off what's going we're on off shape. mitch fuller it's conrad. It's conrad. conrad god i couldn't even tell dude that's how rough, i know man that's it's, how rough i am it, today dude well i think we're all in the same club on that one but it was a heck of a game and i think uh i'm i'm pretty excited about this green bay team man Hell i mean yeah. you know i, well, I don't hey, conrad, I don't real quick, conrad really quick yeah are our livers going to be able to survive because every game seems like a party because it looks so good Every game is so awesome, so I just kind of get caught up in the moment. I start sipping a little brandy. All of a sudden, before I know it, I'm loaded, and my alarm's going off at 4 a.m. Is your liver going to survive? Is my liver going to survive? Well, I'll just tell you right now, 2020 has pretty much made my liver a mud pit. So <laughs> I'm, uh, I am, I'm well-seasoned for this, uh, this little right. run that we're doing. Yeah, because, Conrad, uh, when, no. the, when the COVID first hit, I bet you I went through I don't know how many bottles of uh, whiskey uh, just because, I mean, I think everyone was just slamming booze when COVID first hit because oh. that's how we coped with, you know, the world ending. But now I'm, I'm ready, baby. I'm, re- I'm ready for a season of winning and drinking. Yeah, me too, man. And I, you know what? I am really digging this uh, no fans in the stands. It helps Aaron out so much. Um, I mean, you go on these, these places like New Orleans on the road, typically that would just be a nightmare. Yeah. And, you know, so, I mean, I'm, I'm digging it. I think, uh, I think the – the ceiling is the roof. <laughs> okay, Michael Jordan. Okay, MJ. Let's go, baby. Hey, Conrad. But yeah. Conrad. Yeah. Dude, all right. The Packers are incredible, right? They're 3-0. and Aaron Rodgers killing it. Everyone killing it. How about this, though? Because I know this team's near and dear to your heart. The Milwaukee Brewers. They went. I know. I thought they had to go 4-1, and maybe 3-2 and to sneak into the playoffs. They went two and three and snuck into the playoffs. What are we feeling, Conrad? Incredible. You know, in this whole season with the crew, you know, I'm just putting it on the shelf and whatever happens, happens because it's so unrealistic. I mean, if you look at it, you're playing two straight months. In all rights, like we're just getting into the month of June. The guys should just start be heating up. Yelich's bat is going to be up, you know, so, but we're not. And now all of a sudden, we're like a few days away from October. We're in the playoffs. So I guess the. The moral of the story is you take – I think you play the Dodgers in a couple days. Wednesday, three-game uh, series. Yeah, so you just – you take game one. you got to take game one, you know, and, and, and then – And then take game you, two. You put the pressure – Conrad? All right, guys. I'm, I'm out in the middle of nowhere, man, so I'm probably going to lose you guys. But, well, hey. Keep going. Keep go, going. Go Pack. Go Brewers. Um, I, I – Whatever the crew can do, we just made the playoffs three straight years, and that's Crazy. incredible. That's incredible. So, all right, boys, happy Monday. We'll be in touch. See you, later. Buddy. Later. Conrad's a little hungover today. You can I don't think you could be able to get that in, so I had to, I had to do a forum. Yeah, unbelievable, Rowdy. The Milwaukee Brewers, I don't even know how to put it into words. What's more impressive, the Packers at 3-0? and or that the Brewers managed to make the playoffs? The Packers. And it's not even <laughs> close in my mind. Because if you think about it in a normal Major League Baseball season, 
The Brewers are not in the playoffs. No. The Brewers would roughly have been like a 79 and 83 win team if it was a 162 game season. We'd be going, well, that was a major disappointment. And if it was the normal September where <laughs> the Brewers would already have been clearly out of it, you'd already be turning your attention to the Packers. And that would have happened three weeks ago when the Packers started. Okay, what if, what if I said what's more surprising? The Packers. Are I still think it's the Packers. I want to put that on the triple. Which is more surprising? Go go vote on it at Zone Madison. I still on think Twitter. it's got to be the Packers because yeah, they won 13 games. They were a game away from the playoffs, but the offense never looked like it was humming at 100 percent efficiency like it is now. The defense was very opportunistic. Opportunistic. And I just feel like this offense is finally what we hoped it would be. Now, when I say which is more surprising, and, I don't, and more when I say when I say more surprising, I'm not talking about like who's better at because obviously the Brewers are not good. The <laughs> the Brewers stink, but they're in the playoffs. They made the playoffs going two and three. They lost five to two to the St. Louis Cardinals yesterday. So when I say which is more surprising, I'm not saying which is more impressive. Which is more surprising? Because if you look at the Packers last year, 13 and three, and the way they did it was very head scratching. Well, there was no injuries. They always seemed to win every single close game. But they didn't look good doing it, right? It didn't look smooth. They were 13 and three, won the NFC North, one game away from the Super Bowl. Like that, it was insane. So we thought, I thought going into this season that the the Packers record wise would regress. I was like, no way they could be sitting at 13 and three. Well, for the second straight freaking year, the Packers now sit at three and zero. Packers are on track to, I mean, go undefeated. Go undefeated. Be, that's their 13 and three. The and so. I'm a little surprised that they're three and zero, especially when you throw in the COVID and all that nonsense, yada yada yada. But the Brewers making the playoffs despite being just twenty nine and thirty one, going two and three down the final five games, and having to rely on two other teams, the Phillies and the Giants, to lose for them to squeak in. That's insanely surprising. So I'm going to put it out on Twitter. Which is more surprising, the Packers sitting at three and zero, or the Brewers making the playoffs? I, See, I just, I'm I just know. not that surprised with the Brewers making the playoffs because they expanded it to eight teams, and the Brewers were pretty much a below average, maybe average at best team, and they happened to well, make the playoffs. They made history, Rowdy, and sort of the Astros. Give me that, give me that history again. Well, I mean, they're the first two teams ever make the playoffs in Major League Baseball history with a losing record. I'd say that's surprising. It, it all depends on how you look at the word surprising here. Like. Yeah, you, you can be happy that the Brewers made the playoffs, you know, three straight years of making the playoffs, but God, do I hope they go back to the normal format that it that was like last season next what year. What would you have done? Because when the Brewers lost yesterday to the Cardinals 5-2, to two, I was pissed because the Brewers, well, I should say the Major, Major League Baseball expanded their playoffs. They made it even bigger, right? So more teams could get in. And if the Brewers would have missed, I would have been so pissed that the Brewers couldn't make the expanded playoffs in this whatever season. And then I'd go back to them getting swept by the the Pirates and be like, "Oh my god, this is the, that was the moment." But I don't like am I dreaming? Am I in some alternate reality? Did I like did I take did I eat the wrong kind of mushrooms and all of a sudden I'm in some kind of strange trip where 
up is down, left is right, black is white, right is wrong, and the Brewers make the playoffs. Am I dreaming, Rowdy? Is this a dream? And the Miami Marlins are in the playoffs. And the Marlins are in the playoffs? And they're a higher seed than the Brewers. Like, did I eat the wrong mushrooms? Can someone help me? Rowdy, are you... Pinch me. Just hit my hand or something. This is, this yeah, is real, right? This, this okay, is yeah, the that, alternate that reality that is 2020. This is insane. 2020 is wild. 2020 is nuts. The Brewers are in the playoffs, made history. And it's not, would you say it's good history or is it bad history? I don't even know. I guess you would say it's good because you made the playoffs, but you're below 500. I'm slapping myself. Yeah, I'm not dreaming. Brewers made it. <laughs> made history. And the Packers are 3-0. and Wow. Uh, let's see. The King said, you're not supposed to smoke oregano. Oh, is that what it was? All right. I don't know, Nelson. The fact that the Marlins are in, too, and the Marlins are, like, in-in. They're good. Or are they good? I don't even know anymore. Help me, Nelson. The Marlins are what? They're playing against the Cubs. They get a 36.1% chance of beating the Cubs. I guess the Marlins finished second in the NL East, right? 31-29. and 29. I can't believe they got all their games in. Yeah, just two teams didn't get every single game in, and that's the St. Louis Cardinals and the Detroit Tigers, which... In my opinion, I feel like they should have to make those two games up today with a doubleheader. Yeah, so yeah, explain to everyone this. Well, so they're giving the St. Louis Cardinals second place in the Central, and the Cincinnati Reds are going to be the the wild card team, one of the wild card teams with the Brewers. Mm-hmm. Well, the Reds played all sixty games and went thirty one and twenty nine. The Cardinals they played fifty eight games; they're thirty and twenty eight. <laughs> so in theory, they should still have two games, which if they won both of them, they would deserve that two seed yeah. in the uh, NL Central. But if they didn't, technically they should be the seven seed and playing in the wild card game. But they're not going to do, do it because so they do Rob Manfred probably doesn't care. Well, even though it would, be, it would be like the perfect storm to play a doubleheader here because it could be a standalone game where you could have both games like on ESPN or something, yeah. whatever you want to have it on in this in the afternoon, and you'll make more money because you'd have more TV revenue. But I guess when you just play for a hunk of metal, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, a you don't hunk have of to, metal. You don't have to play the whole season. A hunk of metal. Everyone else played the whole season but two teams. Could you imagine if that was like in a normal year when it was 162 games? Eh, we're going to call it at 160. <laughs> but since, uh, you know, we're still sitting in the same percentage points as you yeah. and we're technically tied, but we have the tiebreaker, we're just not going to play our last two games. It's insanity, dude. It's it's nuts. Uh, early returns right now on the Twitter poll. I have it zone Madison, which is more surprising. Packers 3-0 and or the Brewers making the playoffs. Brewers leading in a big way right now. Uh, ribs and bacon says hands down the Brewers in the playoffs, especially with their record. And then you have um, Schrades flannel season saying anything is possible in 2020. Did you guys hear about the brain eating amoebas down in Texas? Now, did you hear that? Did you hear about that no. story? Down weren't in- they like in Brazil or? <laughs> yeah, what well, now Texas, uh, a Texas city, Lake Jackson, Texas, has issued a disaster declaration on Saturday. In response to their drinking water, it's been contaminated, and I kid you not, with the brain-eating amoebas. Who would have thought? Well, I guess it's 2020. Anything's possible. Who had this on their bingo card? Brain-eating bacteria. Did anyone have this on their bingo card for 2020? The city of Lake Jackson in Texas is, quote, facing significant threats to life 
health, and property due to contaminated drinking water, the city said in this emergency request to Governor Greg Abbott. The impact of this threat is severe. The potential includes sickness and death. Sounds like a zombie outbreak beginning to happen. Their uh, mayor, Bob Sipple, not to be confused with nipple, wrote that the incident is of such severity and magnitude that the city cannot control the threat on its own. Indeed, they have brain-eating amoebas in their water. That's insane. 2020 is wild, folks. 2020 is wild. Okay, Rowdy, so... I just, I'm just not super surprised that the Brewers made it because they expanded those playoffs so much. So I, I pulled up last year's standings. The Cubs actually would have been the quote-unquote eight seed last year, mm-hmm. and they had 84 wins. They were six games over 500. And then if you go back to 2018 in the NL, you would have had, let's see here. Count it out. Yeah, one, two, three, Count four, five, six, seven. The eighth place team would have been eighty and eighty-two, and that's a losing record about where the Brewers were at. Okay, so I think it's pretty normal for that eighth place team to be around five hundred, and obviously not making the playoffs. No, I understand why they did. It. I hope they go back to normal next year. Well, it's obviously. all about the money and revenue. They wanted they need more it. playoff. They need it. They need the money. They need the revenue, and they need the eyes on the TV, and they need. Okay, the Brewers. It's against the Dodgers are really, really, if Casey been under a rock, the Dodgers are really good. When did the Dodgers wrap up their division, dude? Like two months ago, <laughs> like right when they started. The Dodgers <laughs> finished 43 and 17. They're NLS. How long have they been NLS champs for? <laughs> they give uh, the Brewers a 70, or I'm sorry, they give the Dodgers a 75.4% chance of beating the Brewers in this three game set starting on Wednesday. Can the Brewers win a game? Yeah, they can win a game. I mean, it's 2020. Anything's possible. Well, I mean, it's baseball. It's a three-game series. How many times this season did the Brewers get swept? Pirates swept them. Yep. But off the top of my head, that's the only one I can really think of. Brewers were never above 500. So would it surprise me if they won a game? No, it wouldn't at all. (laughs) Would it surprise me if they won the series? Yeah, because I'm still going to take the team that went 43-17, and the L.A. Dodgers, that were the best team in baseball this year, I'd still think they'd be able to win a three-game series, but when you play that little number of games, it gives that lower seed even more of a chance. Yeah. So I went back to 2017 okay. to see what the standings looked like. And how they look. And, yeah, the eighth-place team was not good. It was We had the Nationals, who were the best at 97 wins. Uh, or, sorry, Dodgers were the best at 104 wins. Nationals were second at 97. Cubs won the division. That was the year where the Brewers missed by one game. Yeah. At 92, but then after that, you had the Diamondbacks and Rockies at 93 and 87. That was your top uh, four, uh, five. Uh-huh. Brewers were sixth with 86 wins, and then it gets real lean, Ebo. <laughs> real lean. <laughs> you had the Cardinals with 83 and 79 would have been your seven seed, and then, believe it or not, the team that would have made the playoffs as the eight seed was the Miami Marlins at 77 and 85. Really? So clearly under 500. Really? And that's where the Brewers were at this year. Wow. Look at so that, man. when you expand it to eight teams, you were asking for a team with a losing record to make it into the playoffs. And guess and what? It's your Milwaukee Brewers. It just it doesn't feel right, but you're going to cheer for the Brewers because it's the Milwaukee Brewers, and they still got in. And like Craig Council said, they still technically have a chance, and they'll be playing at least two more games this season. I have a great comment from Craig Council. 
a phenomenal right here. I just want everyone to listen to Craig Council bust this one out. It's great. I love the machismo. No, it was it's a celebration. We're in. We're in the playoffs. Uh, that's that's how you see it. There's no reason to apologize for getting in the playoffs. We beat the other teams and then and, and got the eight spot, so we're in. And, and we're, we got a chance. That's the, you got to get in. And so we got a chance to win the World Series still. All right, two things. Craig Council says they beat the other teams to get in. The Brewers went t- the Brewers went two and three down the final five games, and they lost on Sunday when they needed to win to secure it. I mean, handle their own business. And then my favorite part about it is the end right here, Rowdy. You got to get in. And so we got a chance to win the World Series still. We got a chance to win the World Series still. He's not wrong. Craig Council's not wrong. You got to get in to win, right? They have a chance. And you know what their chance is? 0.7%. It is pretty wild because obviously they play the one seed, the LA Dodgers. Best team in baseball. 43 wins in 60 games. Yep. It's only a three-game series. Yeah, it's in L.A., but guess what? There's obviously no fans in the stands. Yep. Then you you have to play the best team. You only get three games. So if you happen to win that series, sorry, L.A., but your great season was for naught. Mm-hmm. Then if, you, if they win, they go to the divisional series, which is only a best of five on the road, which how many times have the Brewers played these five-game type series against the, the Cardinals twice this year? They won one of those series. Cardinals are obviously a playoff team. They're they're a little above 500. Yep. It's not out of the realm of possibility that a worse team could it could still win 3 out of 5 games in a in a baseball series. And then all of a sudden you're in the NLCS again and then it expands to 7 games. Hey, here's the But that's why Major League you. changed it. That's how they changed their yep. uh, playoff format. So when you hear this, you got a chance. That's the, you got to get in. And so we got a chance to win the World Series still. They got a chance to win the World Series still. What do you think of when you hear Craig Council saying that? Is it this? So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah! Or is it this? Never tell me the odds. Are you, uh, are you Lloyd Christmas or are you Han Solo? So you're telling me there's a chance or never tell me the odds, Rowdy? Which one are you? Never tell me the odds. Or... So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah! 0.7% chance. I think I would be more Lloyd Christmas here. <laughs> Just because Han Solo and that one sound pretty confident. Never tell me the odds. Hey, he sounded survive- pretty confident in whatever he was doing since I've never seen Star Wars. They, C-3PO told him that they weren't going to survive the asteroid field. Han Solo says, Never tell me the odds. When he took the Millennium Falcon and he flew through that damn asteroid field. Lloyd Christmas never got the girl though. Lloyd Christmas, have you have you seen Dumb and Dumber? I have, and he's never got he never got the girl. And you're excited because you never should have been in that situation. That's the Milwaukee Brewers. So you're telling me there's a chance? Yeah. There you go. Thanks, Lloyd. Thanks, Han. 0.7 percent chance, folks. That's what they give it for your Milwaukee Brewers. But it ain't over till the fat lady sings, and I don't hear no fat lady singing. All I hear is the sounds of champagne. Oh, you can't pop champagne anymore. Yeah, no booze. They said no uh, no booze, no celebrating. Who's got it worse, Dan Quinn or Falcons fans, Rowdy? It's got to be the fans. (laughs) It's got to be. The fans don't get paid. No, they don't. They're just going to suffer through it for free. Or spend their hard-earned money buying some of that team logo. God.
Gross. Well, they got new uniforms, so yeah, they had to buy a bunch of new stuff. It hurts a little less when you get paid millions of dollars. Yeah, definitely. No doubt about it. All right, but how about the Packers, though? 37-30 to 30 over the Saints. It was the Ellen Lazard show. Eight targets, six receptions, 146 yards, and a tutty. Here's more from the wide receiver on getting the big win. And uh, he's been working working at it hard. Oh, I mean, this is everything I've been prepared for. You know, we can go back to how last year and everything and, and the success that I had. And then, you know, really just this whole offseason of just building off of that, building off of last year, building off of the same mindset, the same work ethic, um, the same attitude going into this season. And it was only going to be a, not necessarily a matter of time, but, I mean, I was just really just waiting for my opportunity on um, to be able to step up today. And uh, I think I did that pretty well. I think it's been great. I mean, you saw it last year, last season of Alan Lazard stepping up when needed, and now you're seeing it again this season. I think Alan Lazard, a little slow, but still stepping up in moments. Like that big touchdown run he could have had. He caught that pass. What was it, a 70-some yarder? And then all of a sudden it looked like he was running in cement shoes. Yeah, he got got run down from behind. So I actually was like, <laughs> man, well, how fast does he run that 40? Says it's a four five five. I'm going to say it might be a little slower. It might be a little slower, but I mean, still getting it done. Uh, Lazard has more comments on getting the win and doing so with no fans in the stands. Well, there were 750 fans. It was friends and family. I think more family members. But here's more from Lazard. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're a very good team. Um, obviously well coached, um, performed very well, offense, defense, and special teams especially. But um, to be able to come out with a win, especially on the road, even though there's not fans here, it's still huge. Still being able to build off that momentum. Being 3-0 and is a lot better than being 2-1. and So we have a lot of confidence. Um, we know we have a lot to work on still. And, you know, we'll, we're going to go get prepared this week for Monday night next week. Yeah, Monday night football against the Atlanta Falcons. Next Monday, not, not tonight. Man, I could see that game being like 45-40. to 40. I think there's going to be a lot of points in that game. Obviously, the Falcons coming up on the wrong what side. What was the – well, yeah, oh, yeah, no doubt. What was the over-under for yesterday? Was it 50 – For the Packers? Yeah. It was 52 and a half. Oh, dude, yeah, no doubt. Okay, blow that out. Uh, here's more from head coach Matt LaFleur on Alan Lazard. Uh, he is a guy that just um, continues to make plays, and I'm so happy for him. He's earned everything that he's gotten. Uh, I think he has got the respect of all his teammates. I certainly know that I can speak for the coaches. Uh, he, he's got all our, our respect. Um, and, you know, he has become a really, really consistent uh, high-level player for our offense. Totally. One, you didn't go out and get a wide receiver in the draft, which everyone talked about. Did you hear, like they said that at nauseating levels last night? It's like, yeah, Alan Lazard's the guy stepping up. Chris Collinsworth like, undrafted, drafted, doesn't matter. Look at Lazard getting it done. Like, Hell yeah, dude. Uh, here's Rodgers on the offense. Uh, never really knowing who's going to bust out week to week. You never know really who's, whose day it's going to be. Uh, you really don't. Obviously, week one was Devontae. Uh, week two was a number of other guys. Uh, Aaron, Aaron Jones, Jones obviously had a big one. Okay. And then today, it was kind of all over the place. Obviously, Allen had a big game, but Bobby Tanyan made a number of catches. Uh, you know, Jay said the next most yards and it wasn't the you know an explosion of offense but the efficiency was really really good i think they've definitely showed that they can win as a collective team unit dude mercedes lewis the big dog that touchdown was pretty badass yeah after the big bob po- big bob time after the possible push-off from mercedes lewis that was that textbook. was book it was a great readjustment to catch the football yeah that was textbook from big and dog mercedes lewis it was it was funny because Collinsworth, you know how you're talking about the first round picks. Yeah, yeah. Mercedes Lewis, 
one touchdown. He's the one first-round pick that uh, caught a touchdown from Aaron Rodgers. It's like, dude, we were on that last year. And that's Mercedes Lewis that's like age 100. <laughs> yeah. Too bad that wasn't the Mercedes Lewis that was the first-round pick almost 15 years ago. Mercedes Lewis, that dude throws the meanest blocks. He's a beast. How old is he? He's 36 years old. Mercedes Lewis was a... Drafted in 2006. He was a good receiving tight end. When he was younger. And then, in order to stay in the league that long, you got to change your game a little bit, right? And then he started throwing mean blocks everywhere. When the average NFL career is three to four years, and you're in your late 30s and you don't play quarterback, you're a pretty good ball player. No doubt. And you figured out how to uh, adapt your game to stay in the league. So it's pretty good from Big Bob Tanyan. Robert Tanyan getting it done. And he had five receptions, 50 yards, and a tutty. You had Jay Sternberger finally getting some catches. I think Jay Sternberger took off his cement gloves. And Alan Lazard put him on his feet for the cement shoes. That's what we were talking about with him, you know, not being able to sprint to the end zone there. But Jay Sternberger actually looked decent. I mean, he was three for three, 36 yards. Well, if we're talking about, we talked about Lazard's where he got ran down from behind within the, inside the five yard line. Yeah. He also had a hell of a readjustment to catch that football. That was the, the bomb Rodgers threw to him where he stumbled, then caught the ball and then got tackled inside the five yard line. <laughs> yeah. I was honestly impressed he just caught the football after stumbling like that. Same. Uh, here is more from Aaron Rodgers because, dude, when like the whole entire Saints D-line jumped off sides, Rodgers on that hard count was a thing of beauty. Here's more from Rodgers on them having essentially no crowd in the stands. I feel like it was going to be an advantage for guys like myself who have cadence that can uh, be rhythmic enough to draw people off sides. At the bare minimum, it definitely keeps them at bay. Not able to really jump the snap count, which – to us, that's all it needs to do. It's it's a new world we're living in uh, and playing in. <laughs> You're not I, wrong. This isn't necessarily anything to do with the snap count or a, or a hard count, but I am so excited that I'm not seeing the Packers consistently have the play clock go down. Oh to my one god, I know, and have to use timeouts. Well, you saw that week one, remember? It's like, what are you guys doing in there? Like solving all the social justice issues and huddle? like last like, go, year, get out there and get it going. Last year, that was bad with Lafleur and Rogers, and then obviously McCarthy and Rogers was like a, a next level, like annoying. Well, yeah, because McCarthy would call in a play, then Rogers was changed like eight times. It's finally nice to see that they're not having to use timeouts. It what feels like almost every other drive because they're, they're they ran humming. out of because they ran out of. Uh, time on the play clock. That is very yeah, they're clicking nice on all, to see. They're clicking on all cylinders, dude. Uh, one more. It's from Matt LaFleur. Zadarius Smith, one of my favorite Packers. Zadarius Smith getting in that game, getting in uh, Taysom Hill, stripping that ball, sealing that, you know, the, what was it, the go-ahead field goal, and then the Packers never looked back. Here's more from LaFleur on Zadarius Smith. Yeah, no, Z is consistently one of our best defensive players. I think he's one of the best defense players in the league. I, I think he just – he's a guy that you, you have to account for in every play, and if you don't, he can certainly uh, cause problems for you. And thankfully after the um, – you know, we went forward on fourth down, didn't get it, he came up with the play of the game that, that really kind of swung it in our favor. Yeah, there you go. It was off of – and cheeseheads will cry to the high heavens that they cut the guy in 2017. It was 2017 or 18. Doesn't matter. I can't believe we cut Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill, two carries for six yards, one catch for one yard, and a fourth quarter fumble that set up the Packers' go-ahead field goal. There's your Taysom Hill. There you go. Cheeseheads cry everywhere. Can't believe we cut him. Can we really say turning up the heat when the Brewers went 3-2 and two 
in the final five games. I thought four and one, and maybe three and two would get them in the playoffs. They went two and three, and they're in the playoffs. Can they really be turning up the heat? When no. They, when they go two no. and three? And if you've watched them at all this season, you can totally tell they didn't turn up the heat too many times. Oh, so sweet. So in the song, they say the taste of victory is oh, so sweet. So what's the taste of defeat, but you make the playoffs? Is that the taste of bittersweet? Is that bittersweet? I don't even know. What is that? I have no idea. When you... All right, I'll, here, how about this? Let me turn Todd off here, and let me get uh, our guy Craig Council on. Craig Council joining the show. Good morning, Craig. How are you doing today? Congratulations on making the playoffs. Uh, so what does it, you know, what does it say being under 500 as you make the playoffs? You made history. You and the Strohs, below 500, making the playoffs. It's get in. The record's kind of irrelevant in my opinion. For me, it's get in. That was our job is to get in. Uh, we did that. We're, we're in three years in a row. Um, that's special. Um, you, you, you can slice it any way you want it, but that's special. Is it special? I guess. It is. I mean, it is. You made the playoffs three years in a row, I guess, that's, since that's it's something special. the Brewers franchise never has ever done before. Yeah. It's it's special. I guess you can call it special. It just it just feels you don't weird. Wa- you don't want to see dirty. It, you don't want to see it this way, right? Being under five hundred, they expanded the playoffs to eight teams. You would have rather it been a normal year where you played one hundred and sixty-two. You got in as a true wild card. You hopefully weren't below five hundred. <laughs> but here we are. Uh, Craig Council does say being well. I mean, you heard it there. It's being below five hundred is irrelevant to him. Uh, here's more from Craig on um, getting in the playoffs in, in past years. I mean, we were watching TV, so uh, that's been different than the, than the last two years. Yeah, I mean, we 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 got in by watching TV. You know, that's that's how we got in in 2008, I believe, is watching TV. So it, that's sometimes you're watching the game and to, to finish the next way. But there's eight teams from our league, and and we're one of the top eight. <laughs> Wasn't it much more exciting in 2018 <laughs> yes, when they were playing game 163? Where it was either going to be you were the division winner or yeah. you were the the first wild card. It definitely was a lot more exciting. Was, Last year, yeah. you know, it did kind of go down to the wire too, but it was a lot more exciting. This it, year, it's just kind of like this year was like it was like a firework that fizzled out, and then you went up to kick it, like, hey, what's going on here? And then it just exploded by you. You almost you like almost just, just off like, guard. You almost finally were just like, oh, Brewer season's over. You put it that, out of its misery. That, oh. The season's over. Then all of a sudden, you check the scores, and you're like, "Oh my god!" Like, Hang on a second. The Giants are losing. The Phillies, the Phillies are already losing. lost. I guess the season's not over. It's not. Here's more from Craig. No, it was it's a celebration. We're in. We're in the playoffs. Uh, that's that's how you see it. There's no reason to apologize for getting in the playoffs. We beat the other teams and and, and got the eight spot, so we're in, and and we're, we got a chance. That's the, you got to get in, and so we got a chance to win the World Series still. They give them a 0.7% chance of winning the World Series as they take on the L.A. Dodgers Wednesday for game one. Do you let – I mean, Brandon Woodruff's going to pitch, right? I would imagine it would be Woody Woodruff. on the mound versus Kershaw? It, it would probably be that matchup, yes. Would you have Brandon Woodruff be your DH? Would you have Brandon Woodruff hit? Last time he played against Kershaw in the playoffs, what did he do, Rowdy? He went yard. He took him deep. Would I have let Woody, would I have Woody hit? <laughs> he's probably better. One, because he's got the home run, career home run against Kershaw. He does. 
I mean, but they they are using a universal DH. But would I have to think about letting the pitcher hit because he is a pretty good bat? He is. Uh, yeah, I think I would. Yelich is batting two hundred five. Ryan Braun's batting two thirty three. Keston here is batting two twelve. Two twelve for here. Sogard two hundred nine. Would you? Would Narvaez you one seventy six. Right, we got the phones blowing up. Urias two thirty nine. <laughs> Would you let Brandon Woodruff hit? Yeah, or nay. We'll talk about that t- tomorrow, maybe. Welcome to the show. Who do I got? You got Bob. How are you doing this morning, Hey, guys? Bobby. What's up, dude? Living large, baby. Living large. Yeah, li- living large and in charge and looking for chicas. What's up, Bobby? Okay, so nut kick continuum. All right. continues. If the Brewers somehow win the first one, <laughs> lose the second one. Oh, God. Bob? And as usual, lose by one. Does it get into the nut kick continuum? So usually for me, the nut kick continuum is a team that is a championship caliber team that has the ability to win it all, in my opinion. Like, you know, like the Milwaukee Bucks this year. They were a championship caliber, probably could have won it all if it wasn't for COVID and the bubble, yada, yada, yada. The Packers, they have championship caliber teams. The Badger basketball team, I mean, they won the Big Ten. They had coach of the year. I think they could have made a run in on the playoffs. For me, the Brewers are not a championship-caliber team. So I don't know if that would come from the nut kick continuum. But. I almost think this whole season for the Brewers was like a nut kick. What do you think, Bobby? <laughs> That's a good point, Nelly. What do you think, Bob? I, I wanted to be out of my misery, to be very honest with you. Uh, well, hang on, Bobby, 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 Bobby. You told me many times to be the, the captain of hope, to be Mr. Positive, and now you want the Brewers to be put out of their misery? I, yes. <laughs> yes, I do. Actually, I was it's, planning it's on like calling in. It's like the dog in. that you love, Bob, that's getting up there in age, and you're like, I think it's finally time. Right. Put him down. <laughs> what? what? So here's what I, here's what I was going to do. I was going to call in and go, Bucks, see ya. See ya. Brewers, see ya. See ya. And then I was going to be like, well, we're pinning our last hopes on the Packers. That was my planned-in call Bob. as of Saturday evening. Bob, <laughs> I can't believe the Brewers are in. Like, yes, I feel like they put them out of their misery. But they got another extra life here. It's like getting an extra life in when you're playing Mario. You know, you got one, and maybe anything is possible, Bobby. And you couldn't draw it up much right. better because it's only so a three-game series. So anything right. can happen. That's my point, is now I'm crawling like I'm hanging on the bumper by my fingertips on the bandwagon, right? Yep. And they're dragging me behind it. And I'm like, okay, now I'm going to get invested again. Just to, And then they're going to win one. And I'm going to be like, wow, three-game series? This is our best opportunity yep. to move forward. This is playing right into our hands. Yep. Lose the second one. We're up the third one. I'm like, look, at this is this is starting to fall, in, fall into our right where we need to be. You know, we're going to be, we're going to be ahead. We're going to be rolling that third game. And then that rug is going to be yeah. Brewers. <laughs> and then Brewers will be up one nothing. It'll be bottom of the ninth, and the Dodgers come up and like win two one or something. Correct. So that's why I'm I'm terrified, and I think it would join the nut kick continuum. Okay, because we're all climbing back on. I get it. I get it, Bob. If the Brewers win this three game series to help you be a little happier, I'll buy you a pizza. All right, fair enough. Because I'll return fair the enough. favor on the bet that we won off of you. No, is this actually where you follow through on the bet? Because I hear a lot no, no, of no, stuff no, no, fly no. around. There's a there's a guy that there's a different guy that never followed through, through on bet. I always follow through on my bets. All right. Well, I'm not sure that uh, you banged a robot yet. I need- <laughs> Bob, I'm still uh-huh. waiting. I'm still waiting for five hundred dollars. Sex robots are not cheap, and I don't want to use one. So I'm waiting on my five hundred dollars. And Bob, still. the weirdness of 2020 still technically isn't over. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm like, this could play, like I said, this is what terrifies me about the Brewers, is that the, the hope I'm getting again, I'd already put myself in the, in the we're done, let's just move on, and now I'm, i got to pull myself completely out of there and put myself back into that place. I'm calling it right now, Brewers are winning. Brewers are beating the Dodgers, Bob. You heard it here first. Well, I heard some positivity from Nelson this morning. I hear some positivity from you, baby. I'm back. I'm 100 percent behind you. Let's go. You, you brought me. You brought me back. Let's go. Thank you. Let's go, you Bobby. Brought me from that negative dark hole. My I man. love it. Go pack, go, it, Bob. Baby. Go pack, go. Go Brewers. Go everybody. Let's go. Love it, baby. <laughs> See you, Bobby. Later, bye. Would you ever think about asking your wife for Christmas for a sex robot to get this bet? I guess. I think what would happen was... you go was, through with this bet by the end of the year? I think what would happen Could was... Could it be a Christmas present? I think I would get the sex robot as a Christmas present, and then also in the box would be divorce papers.